When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, this is Janny from Fancy Football Scout and you're listening to my team selection. If you'd like to watch live, the stream happens on YouTube every Wednesday. So if you're interested, just search Fancy Football Scout. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone. Welcome to Janny's team selection ahead of game week nine. I'm very rusty. I haven't done a stream in oh, like a week and a half, something like that. Janny, you're even rustier, aren't you? You've been to New York and you've got ill and you're back. How are you feeling? Are you doing all right? Yeah, I am. I'm good. I'm I'm over the hill. I'm over uh, over the hill. It sounds like I'm about over to, the I'm, hill. I'm, I'm, I'm due to die. Yeah. No, I'm 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 way better. I've still got a bit of a COVID cough, but I'm testing negative. All is well, uh, and it's good to be back, mate. I've missed these streams. I I it does seem like forever since we last spoke. So it was lovely to watch you and Sam go to town on my wildcard draft last time. And off the back of that wildcard, yeah, a, a small green, and looking forward to to the, the next few weeks ahead. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good week for you to get ill with with the wildcard in play because it led us kind of. Let, let Sam and I kind of dissect your your wildcard thinking. I mean, Sam and I aren't exactly flying in the in the rankings this this year, but you know, hopefully we we made a couple of of, of good points that you took on board, yeah. and you know, sixty points like we'll talk about in a bit is a, was a was a good start. So yeah, we'll come on to that um, in a second. Uh, just before we get into it, as always, uh, this video and podcast is sponsored by Fantasy Five. If you haven't checked out Fantasy Five yet, uh, just trust me, this is a really good week um, to check it out for the first time. It is very achievable. Uh, this week. Uh, if you don't know what it is, you can win £10,000 for free. All you've got to do is pick five players across five different games to outscore their fantasy points target. If you get those five players right, you win ten grand. And yeah, Jen and I play every week. We've been close, but not quite uh, made it. Sam stepped in for you last week, uh, Jenny, and we got zero out of five. Oh. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, wasn't ideal. But look at this list again. It could have been one. It wasn't one, but it was another week where it could have been one. So it's getting to a point now in which someone is going to win this 10 grand pretty soon. Um, if you'd gone for Son, Saka, Iwobi, Grealish and Billing, for example, in those five games, you have 10 grand in your bank account. So, mm. yeah, Jenny and I, will, at the end of this video, we'll be talking through our selections uh, for this week. But seriously, if, you, if you've been on the fence about it, uh, do give it a try this week because this is a this is a good week um, to do it. Okay. I, think, I think I think someone's going to win it this this week. Basically, that's uh, that's kind of my my inside knowledge. Uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, there's links in the description um, below, uh, so do check it out. Right, let's talk about game week eight. Game week eight was it? <laughs> Bloody ages ago, wasn't it? I oh, honestly, yeah. Because of the week's postponements as well. When when our queen died, we, it's like mm. we've had like. We've had like one game week in a month, pretty much. So. Were, were you wildcarding into game week seven then? Or did you pull the trigger no, after the, after the break? I was, mate, I was nowhere near a wildcard. I was saying, I'm not going to use it through this period. I might park it to game week mm. 15 and have like a two-week free hit out of it. Because mm. I was so happy with my team. And then, and then we got the, oh, these seven fixtures are going ahead and these three aren't. And I was left without 11 men. And I just thought, I'm going to be taking hits 
don't do it. Just hit the wild card button to because it, it might have been a minus four, it might have been a minus eight, but a few changes. But yeah, I didn't feel like I needed to wild card at all. I had the likes of Trippier in. I had, well, I, I, I feel. I feel like I had the right shape, but it was an excuse to mix it up and go three-mium again, so I was happy to do it. Yeah, well, let me just talk for your team quickly. So the team you ended up with on the wild card was slightly different to the one Sam and I talked about. You On, on that draft, you had 2.3 million in the bank, um, and you kind of spread the funds around a bit more. You ended up using that money and, and changing a bit around. You went for Pope in goal, Cancelo, Trippier, Perisic, De Bruyne, uh, the midfield dynamic duo of Bailey and Gordon, uh, Martinelli, yeah. uh, Kane, Haaland and Mitrovic up top. Uh, with Ward, Pereira, Williams and James nestled snugly on your bench ready to come in uh, for the good run of games. So I think the only real changes you made were, I think you had Tony and Saka and you ended up yep. switching those out for Gordon and Kane and using that 2.3 million in the bank. The rest of the team stayed as it was on that video that we presented. How are you feeling about it going forward? Are you, you, you relatively funny, happy about your setup? It was one of those wild cards where I just didn't, didn't didn't change much like I sent that to you on the Tuesday I think you streamed with Sam on the Wednesday and as we said like there was only two changes I think by the Thursday I was or Wednesday afternoon I think I was locked and I I remember going 48 hours out from the deadline I hadn't made any changes to my team like it was just one of those wild cards that to me in my head felt very comfortable and I was at ease with it it's not to say it was the right wild card it's to say it's a wild wild card that I was happy with I knew I wanted to go freemium I knew I wanted Kane Harland and De Bruyne I knew I wanted a couple of expensive defenders in there, Cancelo, Perisic, Trippier and James. And then it it meant that I had to have some enablers. And when we look at this team on screen now, look, Bailey and Gordon aren't great. <laughs> but please don't think that I'm going to have to start Bailey and Gordon every week. I'm simply unlikely to do that, right? Reese James didn't have a fixture, so he will be in the 11 pretty much every week if he's got a fixture he'll play. Um, and every now and then Andreas or Williams will have a better week than a Bailey or a Gordon. So potentially both those guys are just going to be bench fodder. Um, but look, that's the compromise you take. I would have loved to have got an 8 million midfielder in there. There's a few that I really want. <laughs> uh, but 3 million doesn't, doesn't necessarily allow it. Not if you want Mitro in the defence as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it, actually. You have to make a sacrifice. Don't you? If you're going for three big big hitters, you, you have to basically accept that you're going to have a 5-5 five, five or a 5 million mid playing each week so you're going to have to play yeah. one of gordon bailey andreas or williams every week but yeah then the rest of your team looks pretty pretty solid as long as you know i mean Gord- yeah i mean gordon and, and bailey and one of those isn't isn't ideal but oh we've got james coming in so it's, it's only it's only one real sacrifice that you kind of had to make well i yeah. say it's only one real sacrifice you've had to make because you've gone down the classic wildcard approach of zero liverpool yeah so from game week one you know, when we were talking about, you know, with too many Liverpool players we want. Nunes, mm. you know, Salah, Diaz, yeah. Trent, Robertson, Van Dijk. <laughs> Even Alisson was mentioned at 5-5. Five, five, five. It's definitely the headline, isn't it? It is definitely, definitely the headline. headline of this team. But what I would say is I never went three Liverpool early in the season when everyone else did. Wasn't massively on that. I d- I've not owned Luis Diaz all season. I owned him last season when no one else did. Didn't own him this year when everyone else did. Don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I've had Trent and Salah, sure. And this team lacks Trent and it lacks Salah. However, by going no Liverpool, I'm not saying Liverpool aren't going to score points. I'm saying that I think there are better value and other options out there to both Trent and Salah at the moment, right? So I look at Trent, Brighton, Arsenal, City. Well, I can save money and have Reese James, Cancelo, Trippier over the, over him all day long with, with their fixtures. I'm happy not having Trent. Salah, of course, I want. I think if you own Salah for Brighton at Anfield, 
he's probably this week's best captaincy option mm. if you own him. Do I think you need to beeline to get him in? No. If you have him, of course, you hold him. But knowing it's Arsenal and Man City after that, again, I'm not saying Salah's not going to get points. I'm just saying I think De Bruyne is going to get more. So the plan is, come game week 11 when De Bruyne plays Salah, or maybe game week 12 when De Bruyne doesn't have the fixture, the plan with this wildcard was always De Bruyne to Salah. And I can make that happen by downgrading Perisic. I don't want Perisic long-term with all the fixtures, rotation risk. Hell, he might even be injured. We don't know yet. We saw him do that for Croatia Mm. in game one. I don't know. I didn't check. Did he play for Croatia last night? Um, I'll I'll check that during the stream. Um, So, yeah, I've got a plan to get Salah in quite comfortably. I do not have a a plan to get Trent in. Hmm. Um, And I think I'm okay with that because I, I prefer Cancelo. I prefer James, and for the value, for the money that it saves me at the moment, I'm comfortable on Trippier, and you just can't have them all. No, I mean the the fixtures that you mentioned don't strike me as def- lots of defensive returns for for Liverpool. Uh, I think Trent is someone who, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, were slated for saying that Trent might be disposable, you know, even three or four weeks ago. And I think yeah. I, I don't think I've seen Trent on any wildcard drafts that I've. I've seen over the last couple of weeks because people obviously looked at the fixtures, looked at their defensive record and thought, okay, he, we can do better value. You know, Cancelo's better value, Trippier's better value and James are all better value at the moment. So I can completely see why he's gone. Salah's an interesting one. I mean, I sold Salah last week, not on a wild card. Um, Deserby's come in uh, for yeah. Brighton and, you know, he is a ridiculously attacking manager yeah. for, pe- for people who don't know. Um, he loves to push his fullbacks up. He likes... The team to attack. He's already been quoted as saying he wants his team to attack, control games, and everything. There are goals in that game at Liverpool for Brighton and and Liverpool. Yeah. I think I'm expecting that to be a high, really high scoring game. So I Me completely too. agree. I completely agree. I think Salah is the standout captain's option this week, and I think you and I and a lot of people who are watching this video who have got rid of Salah are going to be nervous watching that game. But like you say, you can't have more. Yeah, and and despite us saying he's the best captaincy option as, and I'm confident if you own Salah and if I own Salah this week, we'd probably both be happy to captain him. We wouldn't mm. be going with the masses and Haaland. We'd see an opportunity there. But I still think 90% will go, that, that perhaps even do own both, will go Haaland because it's Haaland and it's mm. still a good fixture for Haaland and it's the safe option because people care about things like effective ownership. So look, sure, I'd love Salah this weekend, I'm actually not nervous about owning him because I don't think it will it will it will kill us if he if he goes big because his ownership's really dropped. He's what like 35% owned now, and so many will still captain Haaland. So yeah, it hurts you a little bit, but it's not like um yeah, months or years gone by when you don't have Salah, you can't captain him and he goes and scores big and has 150% effective ownership and really hurts your rank. So mm. it's fine. And then the fixtures after that, you know, I'm happy not owning him for Arsenal. And City, because I wouldn't be surprised to see Liverpool lose those one, if not both of those games. I genuinely think Arsenal are a real force this season, and I think Liverpool will struggle against them. And then City, yeah, we don't know what happens in that one, but it it could be tight. Yeah, I mean, the key thing is is that Salah. We, you're not even guaranteed if Liverpool do score three or four goals that he's going to be the main person getting them. Obviously, he's got penalties. Obviously, he's still their kind of main player, but he's, he has been playing out wide quite a lot we've got Nunes coming we've got Diaz like playing well you know there's lots of other players in that squad who can come in so he is kind of sharing those points more or likely to share the points plus Liverpool have a form the thing is they are getting their players back Thiago back is obviously absolutely huge Trent's yeah. had a nice rest over the international break you can kind of say what you want about 
about that with us with a struggling to score up until that that Germany game. Uh, I think I think Liverpool are going to be refreshed after this break. I think it's come at a good time for them. I expect them to do well, but yeah, the fixtures are difficult, and I just wonder what's going to happen. I mean, what you want to see. I mean, what what we don't want to see, I guess, in some ways, is Salah scoring big, getting a 15-pointer, because we don't have it. Yeah. But in some yeah. ways, that does create quite an interesting landscape for FPL, because you would have to move players around to, to get him in. I don't know, even know how I'd, I'd probably have to sell Kane or something like that. There's going to be other people who have completely yeah. spread that money around and have no clear route to getting him back. And are people going to do it? If Haaland's going to be the, the captain choice every week still, are people going to... Be burnt, or risk being burned by Salah again going forward. So it's really it's an interesting interesting period ahead, I think. For yeah, for it really is. Do you know what? I, Salah owners can can take a little bit of 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 confidence in the respect that he played in that first game for Egypt in the international break. He scored two. One was a penalty against Niger. I think they won three nil. Game two, he was yeah. Go back to Liverpool. Have a rest. So again, Salah's got a little rest as well. Like it's perfect. Mm. Um, I, I really think if you own Salah this week, guys, go against Haaland. Like I'm not. I think Haaland scores. I'm captaining him. But if you own them both, this is the week to have a bit of fun. And and it feels weird saying it, but Salah captaincy will feel like a differential. It will against Brighton at Anfield. Yes, yeah. I know it's crazy, isn't it? You know, one. You know, game week two, three. We're all saying the template's so strong. Yeah, nothing's going to change it round, and then now you've got a team with Bailey and Gordon in it, and no Salah and no Trent. So it just show, it just shows how quickly it will turn around. Um, I had a few people in the chat. Um, <laughs> Vazen asking, "What's my rank?" Oh, you don't want to know. Uh, it's not very good because it's not on the screen. Obviously, that's, that's how it works. Can yeah. I just say, as his rank is not on the screen because he committed to that at the start of the season, so don't think that he's left it out for Thank any other you, reason. For respect that we said Thank that you. this is. My team reveal on my <laughs> stream, therefore only put my rank on, good or bad. I think I think it makes sense. L- last year, I had, well, I was getting comments about my rank and, and stuff, and it's just a bit a bit stupid. That's why I was doing well, so I thought now I'm going to. And I'm, I'm doing my own team selection video on Thursdays as well, so you can see it then if you. you know, it creates a bit of hype for for that. Although you're going to see it tonight on, on Blackbox anyway. Um, someone asked about Brighton CH. Would love your take on Brighton. Yeah, I mean, I said earlier. I think I think we're going to attack. I think we're we're going to. We're going to still be a, a really fun team to watch. De, De Zebri is um, of the mould of, of Potter, it seems. He likes control games. He likes yep. to attack. We're going to get loads of players involved. I think the really interesting thing is what system um, we set up in because I don't think he's ever played with wing-backs before. So the three centre-backs and wing-back system isn't one that he seems to like. I don't think we have the players for any other system, though, because our full-backs in a four would be Lamptey and Estupinian, yeah. who like a very attacking but defensively with Duncan Webster I mean we will get got out if we go with a back four of those guys so I don't know whether he usually he's... plays a, a four he usually yeah. plays about four as well he does and he plays he plays one striker so similar yep. to Potter it's like a four two three one or four three three but yeah it's a back four he's always played so it will be interesting yeah he pushes those fullbacks up really really high which will suit Lamptey and a stupid Neam, but yeah we're, we'll get got out I think quite a lot if, if he does go with that um, he plays yeah. with number 10, so I'd be interested to see if that, that would probably be gross. And then it would probably be McAllister and um, Casado sort of holding. So I think it's good news for gross. I think it's good news for Trossard. He'll be pushed further up the pitch. Uh, it be good news for the fullbacks, whoever they are, or wingbacks. So I, I think you hold I think you hold on to your, your Brighton players. I think maybe if you've got like a yeah. dunk or a Webster or someone, it's probably a good time to jump off them. But attacking-wise, I think you hold all the attackers. I think we're going to... We're going to carry on attacking because he's got the he's got the if he wants to play a controlling possession based attacking system, 
Like that's what we've been building over the last couple of years. So there's yeah. no reason it's not like he's going to have to make loads of changes to it. So I'm confident. I think it's a really good, really good appointment for us. So yeah, yeah. looking forward to it. Agreed. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm I'm 2.8 million in the world, by the way. If, if you didn't want to know. Hmm. <laughs> um, Damien Brains, whose surname I can now pronounce. Um, hello. Says hate international breaks. Yeah, don't we all? Uh, it's good to be back. This podcast is sponsored by Paramount Plus, where Champions League soccer is back. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration starts on September the 6th with the biggest stars and top teams across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through to the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more. Don't miss a single second with Paramount Plus starting from September the 6th. Right, let's have a look at your team for next week or this week. Coming Come on. Forward. Here and we go. Yeah. Perisic, by the way, did play for Croatia okay. on Sunday night. I think he came off, but he played Sunday night. I don't I, I don't think that was the game he did the whole the, that was last no. Thursday. So so after doing that and coming off, and by the way, it was Hoiberg who injured him, his club oh, teammate. <laughs> um uh, That's the he, most Spurs yeah. thing I've ever heard oh, no. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so hopefully Perisic is fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm just checking now he didn't come off. He got booked, but he played the ninety. So Oh great. On Sunday night, yeah, okay, Sunday good. Night. Yep. Who did they have you got do you know who they played? They played Austria, they won three one. It was Austria and then it was yeah, so it was it was the first game against yeah. um that he got injured in, which was yeah, Denmark. Denmark on the twenty second, yeah. So he played again like three days later and played ninety, so he's likely likely complete fine and most likely starts against Arsenal, I imagine. Can't see why. I love that he plays in the front three for Croatia as well. Is like yeah, he's literally in a front three, <laughs> and he plays pretty much the same role at Spurs, and he's listed as a defender. It's crazy, isn't it? It's just those minutes, just those yeah, damn minutes. I know. Yeah, he's yeah. A, he's and a... it's about to get it's about to get tough for him because it, the schedule now for Spurs is midweek every single yeah. week until the World Cup. So you got to think like, yeah, that Everton fixture looks nice in three game weeks time. Well, that could be his benching. Yeah, yep. Mm, interesting. Uh, right, your team then for game week nine. Pope and goal. Cancelo, Trippier, Perisic, James. Decent back line. De Bruyne, Gordon, Martinelli. Gordon's got Southampton, so yeah, not too bad. Uh, then Kane, Haaland, Mitrovic. Ward, Bailey, Andreas and Williams on the bench. One free transfer. 0.1 million in the bank. You must be pretty happy with this. It looks, looks yeah. good. There's always a player though, isn't there? Who is a player that you really want and probably can't reach them? And I do have that player, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you about him in just a sec, guys. But before I do, for me to carry on this stream, can we get some likes, please? 36 likes. There's over 350 of you watching. Uh, and look, focus in the chat has just given me the reminder. Smash the like button, people. So, yeah, please do. If you like it, you don't have to. Uh, but hit the like button and do subscribe. But look, the player I really want this year, this, this, this year, <laughs> this week... Is your boy actually as it's James Madison, mm. and I knew when I wildcarded that I was limiting myself with Threemium by not having an eight million mid, and I never wanted Bowen, and I didn't want Zaha early. I think Zaha now is a good pick. I didn't really get the Bowen hype. I still don't. West Ham are not a team that will score two goals plus a game. Well, Leicester are. Leicester really are. We saw that again against Spurs. I don't know if they'll win many games. And I don't know how many they'll concede. Probably lots. But they are a team that will score goals. And Madison is central to everything. Three goals already this season. And an assist. The fixtures are so, so good. I really want to get Madison. And I can get to him by going Martinelli to Madison. Perisic down to a 4.1. Now, 
The only 4.1 that I would go to is Patterson, and we still don't know his injury status. So we do have own... some oh, confirmation. I think he's out for four. What do we have? I think it was four to five weeks. He's he's out. Oh, for it. so he's I out knew, for a while. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so that that moves dead then. Um. So yeah, I think I think with that in mind, it will be a role for me. Interesting. Um, a few people in the chat talk about Mitrovic uh, being injured. He's not injured. He played last oh. night, I believe, and scored. He just had ice on his ankle, and that's yeah. that's not uncommon for a footballer to have ice on that on a on to pick up a small knock. Yeah, because be he, he had a knock before, didn't he? And then everyone was worried about it. But then he started. Was it last night or yeah, it was last night. Yeah, he played it? ninety. I think he played ninety. I think he did come off. Oh, did he? Okay, I think. But so. anyway, he he was seen after the game with ice around his ankle, but he was walking. I don't. I, I don't. Think I don't it's think it's precautionary. A, I don't. I don't think it's a serious injury. He's got. He's got twelve in eleven this season for club and country. Mitrovic. Fifty-eight and he in doesn't have Champions games. League or European football, so he, they only have to wheel him out at the weekend, and he can have a few days off. Like I'm. I'm confident a player like Mitro against his old club Newcastle. I he mean, starts that also, match. it's Mitrovic. Have you seen Mitrovic? Yeah. Like, he played with <laughs> one leg. Like, he's an absolute <laughs> animal, that guy. There's absolutely no he's way. He's a warrior. There is no way that, unless he's like in a full cast and can't, and, you know, basically yeah. wheelchair bound, there's no way he's not getting on that pitch against his old club, Newcastle. So I honestly wouldn't worry about uh, Mitrovic um, yeah. at all. Uh, so any transfers planned? With this, or just going to roll? No, the the only one I was looking at was the four point hit, which got me Madison, and it's uh, and I don't really want to sell Martinelli because I know after game week twelve, where he does have a blank, the fixtures are so good. And I still want to cover Arsenal attack, knowing I don't have a wild card. I can't dead end twelve as some might be doing, and then wild card out of it. Which I think, by the way, if you've still got a wild card in hand, it's a really good idea. Mm. Um, so yeah. There's no other 4.1 defenders I like. I I need a starter. I'm not selling Perisic for for an enabler. It would be for enabler, but I'm not selling him for Deadwood on the bench. It would be for someone that at least starts. And unfortunately, with Emerson, we're not guaranteed that. With Patterson, we were. But if he's out for four or five weeks, then yeah, rules that one out. Mm. And look, Perisic in the London derby, I quite want him in there anyway. So I'm pretty confident, unless we get any injury news, which isn't great for me, I think I'll be rolling. I do like, and I've just seen it in the chat, Sinistera as an option. Mm. He scored again. I, he was my game week transfer plan for game week seven when the fixtures were postponed. Um, I didn't wildcard him in because Leeds didn't have a fixture. Martinelli Sinistera is the only, pretty much Martinelli is the only player I'm looking to ship on, potentially. But I still don't know. And if I go like for like, then it's Sinistera. If I try and find the funds, it's 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 uh, Madison. Yeah, Sinister is a fun one because obviously his minutes have been, he managed, he played 20 minutes in game week three, uh, 31 minutes in game week four, 63 in game week five, and then 58 in game week six. He was coming back from the injury. Yeah. But now he's had the kind of the rest. He's been away at the internationals. He's in good form. Leeds have got good fixtures. He is such a fun player to watch. Like every time I watch him, he looks so dangerous, so attacking. Yeah. He's taken on that kind of Rafina mantle. And just looks great. And his, his XGI is really high. Leeds are, a, are still a good attacking side. So there's, I really like that yeah. move. I think, you know, if, if, if people maybe have got two free transfers or something and they're looking at someone a bit different and you are, you know, I, I don't mind Martelli. I think he's, he's still a good option, but obviously he hasn't got the game in, in game week 12 and a couple of rough fixtures before then. I think Martelli yeah. to Sinistera is quite a, quite a nice move, actually. I like it. Do you? He, he came on last night against Mexico, scored two goals mm. in the second half. He came on at half time. 
the only concern for me is is minutes because of his heavy schedule he's had in the international break. Mm. I don't like picking South American players off the back of a long flight home as well. I know it's silly to do that. And sometimes we saw as Rafinha, if they play in the early kickoff on a Saturday, it's like, oh, has he even been in England long enough? But fortunately, Leeds do play on the Sunday. So Sinistera is an option. I just really like the idea, knowing I don't have Salah, and to get Salah in 11 or 12, I'm going to need two free transfers, right? Because it's it's not going to be like for like. It's going to be De Bruyne out and Perisic down. So the idea of rolling off the back of the wild card makes complete sense. But for my 11 this week, Sinistera, love his fixtures, Aston Villa at Ellen Road. The big question, I guess, comes down to is, do you think Martinelli's a hold or a sell? What are you? Do you own him as? I've got him. Yeah, I've 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 got him, and I'm I'm holding him for now. I mean, I've got other issues I need to to deal with. If if I didn't, you know, it's, it's Spurs, and then it's Liverpool, and then it's Leeds. Okay, that's good. And then it's and then it's a a pretty tough game. So I think if you're going to do it, you have to kind of do it now, because otherwise you just write yeah. out Liverpool, Leeds, and then make a decision. I mean, and after yeah, after the blank though, it's Southampton and Forest. So again, mm. you're coming into a good a, a good run, and, and Arsenal are a really good team this season. I've already got rid of Jesus, so it's quite nice to have yeah. that kind of Arsenal coverage um, there. And I think I think Martinelli's a good pick. But if I had a transfer team value this as week, well. yeah, I bet you paid six. And well, he's that's six point six now. I got him. On, I got him a bit later, so I, I wouldn't lose a, a lot of money on him. But I would be t- in your position. I would be tempted to get Sinister. I'll lose point three on him. Yeah. but I I'm, I'm with you. It's either sell this week or it's hold. For the foreseeable. I think so. And I could very easily buy him back in game week 13, 14. It just means I'm paying a little bit of a premium for him. Because, yeah, I do want him for 13 at Southampton, 14 it's Forest. Chelsea then Wolves before the World Cup. It's it's good, but it's not amazing. I guess you don't have to have Arsenal before the World Cup. Um, yeah, one I'm, to think about. I mean, it's in game week 12, Sinistera's got Leicester, which is about the best game he could have, yeah. assuming <laughs> Rodgers is, is still in charge. And then in game week 13, it's Fulham. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, se- it seems, I think that's going to be a very popular move for, for Martelli in game week 12 anyway. Uh, you know, move, moving from, from Martelli to Sinistera to target that Leicester game. I guess yeah. it's, it's just whether you do it early and and kind of, you know, get on it. But I mean, Leeds' fixtures aren't amazing. I mean, it's Villa this week, which is fine. And Palace away, Arsenal. I mean, yeah. and Villa as well. I mean, they set up very defensively in their last game just to try and grind out that 1-0 win. So it's not a gimme that, but... Yeah, I don't. I think I'd probably do it in your in your position, but I can see why people would hold as well. So yeah, he's not had ninety all season. He's played sixty three minutes is the longest he's had, but that's going to change at some point. He's going to be the main man at that that in yeah. that team. Uh, yeah, yeah, hmm. interesting. Um, let's talk about some of the big games uh, this week. Then two big derbies. I mean, you know, we've had all this time off and mixed fixtures and all this kind of stuff, but this weekend looks really good for for football. Again. Yeah, uh, let's start with City United. And you tripled up with with City. Start this, you know, after that Brighton and Brentford game, you would have said that City would win this eight nil. United now on a very good streak, uh, winning yep. all their games. Solid defensively again. Martinez and Varane in there, attacking wise, scoring goals. How confident are you about this this City result with all these City players on your side? Confident, very <laughs> confident. <laughs> I know United have looked a little bit different and a little bit good and a little bit okay. But they haven't played Haaland and they haven't played City. This team's different gravy. They've not had a real test. And when they do, Haaland wants to score against... Uh, Haaland's dad would have told him all about Manchester derbies. He's grown up watching them. Obviously, his dad was suffered that horrific injury from the Roy Keane 
incident mm. in in a Manchester derby. The team he most wants to score against when he comes to the Premier League. He's actually been on record saying it in pre-season. Can't wait to play United. Really want to score against United. Like that's the big team for him. Um I'm really excited to own him and captain him against United. And look, yeah, it's triple Man City. In a way, it's quadruple because I've captained a City player too, right? So eggs in baskets, I'm there for it. I think it's a nice fixture. If it was at Old Trafford, I might feel a little bit differently. Um, but I do like it a lot. And I I can't wait. Do you know, from a footballing point of view, just as a fan, I can't wait to watch it. It's the early game on the Sunday. It's a 2pm game. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, I look at you. I look at Cancelo, De Bruyne, and Haaland in your team, and think, okay, you've got the three best players from the three from the best team in the league. How often are you only going to be disappointed by rotation? Really, I can't yeah. see many games in which those three players don't deliver points when when they all start. And in De Bruyne, Haaland, and Cancelo, you've got the three most nailed on players anyway. So no yeah. Salah, but City are like you say, City are just so far above everyone else. But they, they're not, they're not going to get challenged, are they? They're going to they're going to walk the league, I think. Yeah, they are. They are. And De Bruyne, you could argue De Bruyne and Haaland, the link there with those two players, that's the most dynamic combination in world football, right? Mm. And we've got the opportunity to own them both in FPL. De Bruyne is thirty two percent owned. It's, his ownership is going up a bit, but he's still in the community at times. Feels a bit like a differential. Look, I don't think I'll own him long term because I do want Salah in eventually but if De Bruyne keep delivering maybe that Salah move is delayed and delayed and delayed or doesn't even happen it's Southampton after United and he's playing right on the shoulder of De Bruyne it's at times looks like a front two obviously Foden's playing well wide whether he plays left or right and that three has clicked really nicely but I love touch maps and I use the scout website a lot for those average position maps and the heat maps and the touch maps and I I love seeing this season more than ever De Bruyne almost as advanced as Haaland, pretty much playing on his shoulder at times. That's where I want him. The most frustrating thing from De Bruyne as an FPL asset, and guys, we've all been there. Every one of you watching this has probably owned De Bruyne at some point where you, you watch him in games and you go, I'm not, I'm going to sell him. He's so expensive and he's playing mm. so deep. He's quarterback. He's getting the assist <laughs> of the assist. We haven't really seen that this season. And when we don't see that, we see him higher up the pitch. My God, he's a good FPL asset. We saw it for one half, which was in the Palace, the Palace game when they were okay. losing. When they were losing that game two 0 Oh, he came short to get on the ball. He did. Yeah. He, dro- he dropped very deep to give them a bit more in midfield. But that was because they were two 0 down. How many times are they going to be two <laughs> 0 down uh, this season? Probably not very. I don't. Know. I think. I think it's a really interesting game. This. I think United have, have just come off the back of that Arsenal win that was their last game which was crazy because that seems like months ago but it yeah. was only about, about three weeks ago or something three or four weeks um Arsenal played really well in that game they dominated oh, the ball really a lot. well but United have got this knack and they had it under Solskjaer of playing to their strengths hitting teams quickly on the counter-attack forcing them into mistakes and, and getting goals so yeah. they can fall apart if they try and do a different strategies they've done it they've fallen apart against City before they've fallen apart against Liverpool and other teams but what you'd be really to see what United do in terms of tactically because if they set up you know like they did against Arsenal they're gonna give City a lot of the ball and they could get punished but at the same time they could hit them quite hard on the counter and and nick it yeah. so I don't think it suits them playing a team yeah. like City or an Arsenal because they and then we saw it under Oli they were at their best when they played good teams yeah. who had a lot of the ball they could sit deep and then they could play split forwards, Rashford and Sancho or whoever. And it does play to their strengths. But I still think just City will... If City score early, it could be big. If they don't score early, then yeah, it could it could be a tight one. Yeah. That's on Sunday, isn't it? I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, 2pm. It's the early one. 
Yeah. Uh, what about Arsenal Spurs then? I mean, I was at the um, Spurs Stadium last season when Spurs won, got into the top four. Amazing game, amazing atmosphere, incredible. Two teams in good form again this season, both vying for the yeah. both vying for the top four. I mean, I I I was doing the predictions for Black Box Night. I was sat there for about five minutes on this one, just thinking, <laughs> I have no idea what way this is this is going to go. In the end, I think I've gone for Arsenal to edge it because they're they're the home team, but yeah, should be a really good game. It it will be. I I really like Arsenal this season. I think they're going to get top four. Mm. I think they might get third. I think they could even get second. Like I, they are Man City 2.0. Arteta from spent a huge amount of time with Pep. He's even bought some of Pep's players in Zinchenko and Jesus. They're playing like City. They are a weaker version of City, even the way they play. So that I, th- I think they're favourites in that one. I think it, at the Emirates probably is what swings it. Conte though is a is a guy for the big fixture. And again, he will let Arteta have a lot of the ball and that might suit Spurs. And I think this is a really nice fixture for Son, especially off the back of his hat-trick. Scoring goals for fun now for South mm. Korea. Playing on the counter, like we said with Rashford, it suits him again in the Manchester derby. This will suit Son. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a score draw here. I I, I think we'll see, I hope we see goals. Again, I think this is the early kickoff on the Saturday. So again, a really nice TV fixture for us from a footballing point of view. From FPL though, really hard to bank on anyone in this fixture. Um, Kane's got a good good uh, good record against Arsenal though, which is nice for me. He, he, he was a boyhood Arsenal fan. Mm. I think he's pictured in an Arsenal shirt from when he was like eight years old or something. I think I've read that no player has scored more goals against Arsenal than Kane. Wow. I, think, I'm not surpri- I, I, I wouldn't true. be surprised. Yeah. He does always seem to score against them. Yeah, it's Arsenal and Leicester. There is two yeah. clubs and he's played for Leicester before and him... Yeah. You know, and a boyhood hostel fan, so there might, there might not be something in it. Yeah, re- like really interesting. Game. And what, what do you make of this um, this kind of theory? I mean, I, I heard it um, from Sonaldo uh, a few weeks ago, which is that Perisic is the one kind of really denting Son's appeal. I saw that from Sonaldo. I I disagree with it. Um, I would say the only thing... I'd say Richarlison is the one that's mm. that's hindered Son. And I, I, I don't mean he's occupying the space in the team. I think the Richarlison signing made a difference to Son. I think it went, oh, okay, maybe my place isn't guaranteed. And I think there was a little bit of, hmm, well, I'm not first choice. And, you know, the team isn't always built around me now because he's come in and he's scoring some goals. I don't buy the Perisic thing um, at all. I don't think he does occupy the same spaces. I think Son has become Spurs' main striker, main number nine central striker. And if anything, having creative players like Perisic behind you should suit you. I don't think Son's hugging the touchline. Therefore, I don't think Perisic is running into those spaces. Mm. Is it? Is it is a frustrating... I like the fact we could see Perisic right wing back now as well, though. He saw Conte try that. He went Sessignon and Perisic. Um, and again, I'm I'm happy with that. And if, look, if it does make a difference and Sonaldo, who I guess has analysed it and fair opinion, if Perisic playing on the right is better for Son, then... I'm up for that too because I want my boy Perisic getting some assists. As long as we just want him in the team. <laughs> that's, that's your, that's your starting point starting. With, with Perisic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting with Son, isn't it? Because, you know, a lot of people were selling Salah, obviously. And we all kind of knew that Son wouldn't start. I mean, we had the, the predicted lineup yeah. from, um, I've forgotten his name, uh, the, the Spurs kind Paul. of even, even know Paul. Paul. Yeah, Paul something. Uh, who, who said, you know, he wasn't expecting him to start. I think we all kind of expected it, but we all knew Leicester was a good fixture. So some people went for it anyway. I, I think Granville yeah. went for him, even though he was like, oh, well, he can come off the bench and, and get something, wow. which is like, that's very different to the way I look at things and, and play, but fair enough, it's, it's worked out. But I think generally yeah. speaking, if you're 
optimal strategy. You don't pick a player who, who's pretty likely to be benched. But the Salah to Son move would have been so easy for a lot of people like me. You know, yeah. I've, I've kind of had to move things around and get Kane in. I've dropped Jesus, for example, because I wanted a player for that match. Yeah. Do you think Son's an option now? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Off the back of that hat trick, look, what smart management. O'Keefe. Paul O'Keefe. Paul O'Keefe. That's it. <laughs> who who did get a couple of bits wrong the, the, in the Champions League before? You got only nine out of the 11. So I think Slacking. he's just a very good guesser. I don't think... I, I'm not convinced there's an in the know there. I think he's just a very good predictor. But... Um, he yeah, called. The, he called. Sorry, just quick. He, he called the Perisic stuff at the start of the season, and he? he knew he, he did. was lacking fitness and was very unlikely to be in the team. I think that's where he's got his kind of credibility. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, yeah, so look, Son, I think it's super smart management from Conte to go. I'm going to leave you out against the worst defense in the league, but I'm going to give you half an hour mm. when the worst defense in the league are tired. I'm going to give you half an hour. It, it, it worked, and 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 seeing you could see like carrying the pressure seven game weeks in and he was or seven Premier League games in and you could see how disappointed he was to not have a, a goal like I was a bit like okay this guy really cares about his numbers because most players seven games in as a as a wide forward or even as a striker it's not not really a big deal that you mm. haven't scored but for him it was like the deep breath the shoulders drops like you could see he's been carrying that weight and so then, yeah course, yeah exactly of course like, <laughs> really matters to him really matters to him so he cares about his numbers and we love that we know he's probably the best finisher in the league he always outperforms his xg he won't always get 90 that he still won't i don't think that matters i do think he is the best spurs option if you're looking just purely for goals i think he'll outscore kane this season for goals even, mm. well certainly non-penalty goals i don't know the penalty threat maybe balances it at 50 50 but yeah, yeah. If I was on a wild card, would I be going there? I still don't think I would. My wild card draft this week would probably not have Spurs attack. I would probably not go three of them and have your Tony in instead of Kane and then your Madison instead of your Gordons. Would you believe that Son is two points behind Salah this season? Is he? <laughs> that hat trick. I mean, that, that shows what a mega haul does, doesn't it? We yeah. saw it with Tony, like looking at the th- the best scoring forwards this season. Most would say it'd be Haaland. And then you would go, okay, is it Kane? And then the third spot, who who occupies that? You'd think it would probably be Mitrovic. Mm. Or you might think Gabriel Jesus. It's Tony. But Tony had a 17-pointer. Yep. And that's that's what, that's what the difference it makes. If only there was a manager out there who could have called that Son could match Salah this season and, you know, had stuck with it. You know? Poor Mark. Poor Mark. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Timing is everything though, right? Yep. Absolutely. Timing is everything timing, in this game. Timing is everything. Uh, I think that's it, really. Um, the only other thing to mention, I guess, is your double Newcastle defence. I mean, you must have been gutted with that billing <laughs> that billing goal. Honestly. <laughs> the lowest XG they've had against them all season yeah. in Bournemouth game, and then they're going to concede. They concede. I, I, hate, I hate double ups in defence. I just I hate it. I mean, unless really unless it's Liverpool or City or one of the top, top, top sides, I just Reliable always find... Ones. I mean, I think Pope is the best goalkeeper. I think Trippier is the best, you know, one of the best value defender. But yeah, I just find it so hard to to double up with them. So and yeah, then, and, and then, I've got Mitrovic playing got Mitrovic. against them as well. Exactly, I know it's um yeah, know. it annoys me. I think you know, I, I think you you have got to look at it kind of in isolation. And like I just said, I think Pope is a great goalkeeper. I think Trippier is great. There's no reason not to do it. It just purely from an annoyance point of view. When Billing scores a goal from their one shot in the game, it's just oh. <laughs> Yeah. Typical. Yeah. At least trivia got the assist. Uh right, I think that's pretty much it. Um you're set on Haaland captain though. No 
Oh, I'm set. set. I'm set. But uh, for those joining late, if I own Salah this game week, genuinely, I, I, I'm pretty confident I'd be going there. If I own Haaland and Salah, saying that, I'm very happy to have Haaland with the armband this week. So Salah, if you've got him, you're going for Haaland. You are considering Martinelli to Sinistera, but probably won't do it. And you want Madison, but can't have him because you've got no way of getting an 8 million mid. Yeah, Madison is the player I want the most. I might settle for Sinistera. If not, I'll be rolling. Do you think Madison's a captain option this week? Just no. quickly? No, I, I wouldn't want to bank on Leicester for anything. I, I do think they'll score goals in that fixture, but mm, you just you still wouldn't be surprised. If Forrest went and won 1-0, yeah. you, wouldn't go, you wouldn't be like, okay, I completely didn't see that coming. With Leicester, you really can't bank on anything at the moment. I, I think that game could decide a manager like job I think if, if Forrest win that Rogers is gone I think if Leicester yeah. win it I think um, Cooper's gone because that owner is, is is way too ambitious to he spent a lot of money spent a lot of money and if he doesn't believe he's the guy to get him you know and obviously he's a great manager and has done amazing things there but they are looking really poor and the team isn't gelling yeah. and this is a big game so interesting very interesting match yeah full of interesting games this weekend I'm really looking forward to the to the football this weekend yeah yeah me too we it's well overdue yep uh cool right let's talk fantasy five again um we mentioned this at the start of the video this is your way of winning ten thousand pounds for free pick five players across five different games they outscore their fantasy target and you win as i said earlier this is a good week to play there is some very achievable looking targets this week and i really do think someone's going to win it uh, this week so get involved a link in the description um below let's go through them let's pick our players so we've got Fulham Newcastle first. We've got Mitrovic at 6 5. Um, Isak at 6 5. Is it Isak's injured? Isn't he? Is he out? Yeah, he's out for two weeks. So was it Chris Wood coming in, do we reckon? Well, Callum Wilson apparently is fit. Okay. What's he? Is he on it? Wilson yeah, 6 5. Mm. Although, will he play 90? I don't know. Mm. Is that the cottage as well? I kind of like Fulham. Yeah, I mean, Pereira's 5 5, which I quite like. He needs. Yeah. He needs an assist in a clean sheet or a, or a goal. Uh, there's no bonus on this for anyone wondering. So it's purely goals, clean sheets and, and assists. Um, if we are looking at the Newcastle midfielders, eh, these ones, are, I mean, St. Maxman and Gamirez are 7-5 each. I think, yeah. I, think, I think you go for Mitrovic at 6-5 or Pereira. Yeah, I'm happy with Mitro against his old team at the cottage off the back of a hat. Should we just week. let's let's play like, a lot of the time when we do this, we go for you know Harrison Reed would have been our pick, and I know yeah. he scored. <laughs> a few people got him off the bench, just bloody typical that. But let's let's play this relatively safe this week because, like yeah. I said, there are some good options. Um, okay, so Southampton Everton next. Uh, so you've got Adams at six five, Mope at six five, up top, Will Prowse seven five. Uh, and then your boy Gordon at seven five as well. Yeah, I'm I'm an Everton fan here, mate. Okay. I am. Like Everton, they've kept clean sheets against West Ham and Liverpool in the last two. Okay. Well, I've got what their defenders are. I've got a player for you then. Seamus Coleman at five five. Oh, he comes in as well. Comes in he? for Patterson. There you go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like Seamus Coleman <laughs> assists used to be a thing that happened all the time. Do you remember? He went oh, through a phase of being like a really good FPL asset. I think it was like six million. He was incredible for me. I, I had worth him, it. I had him for like the whole. It's every week he would get a goal or something, yeah. uh, or it felt like it. He can't have got that many, but it felt like he was getting some blast from the past. There you go, Seamus Coleman coming in for for the injured Patterson. Excellent. Let's hope he doesn't start Vinagra there. Because oh, he yeah, signed that... Vinagra from mm. what we can play left back and right back. But surely Coleman starts. Is Coleman's surely. still captain, isn't he? 
Yeah, I think he might be. I yeah. think he is club captain. Think, yeah, let's, let's go with it. Uh, West Ham Wolves. <coughs> We've got Antonio at 6-5. Skamaka, all the strikers basically at 6-5. Costa um, as well. Uh, in midfield, we've got Bowen at 7-5. He was poor, wasn't he, for the people who mm. brought him in. Uh, he was the highest, pl- he had the highest XGI of all players in that game against Everton. Yeah, I heard that. Um, but again, no no returns. Still low though. Yeah. Uh, Rice, Ben Rama, we've got kind of quite a few options around here. Um, the Wolves players are a bit cheaper. Um, Nunes, for What's example. What's Diego Costa? Is, he there? is Diego Costa on there for yeah, his debut? Six... I just don't know if he's going to start though. He might be too risky. He's 6-5. All the defenders are 6-5 as well. I think this is the tricky one. This is the one where... I kind of find it quite hard to know which one to go for. Um, Diego Costa hasn't had a club since January either. There's no, he's not going to be fit yeah. even with a few weeks training. No, I don't know. I think we probably go for... Go West Ham attack. Paqueta maybe, 7-5? Yeah, I was going to say Paqueta. He's the one. Because he's the one assist. we know will start as well. Let's go for Paqueta. I think this, this is the tricky one. I think there's good options in all the other games, but the, the West Ham Wolves one is, is tricky. Uh, City United, we've got Haaland at 10-5, <laughs> the most expensive one, uh, along with De Bruyne as well at 10-5, Foden 8-5. We've got to go City attack, but we can't. But that might be a Cancelo or a Foden, I don't know. Yeah, United are a lot cheaper though. I mean, you've got Sancho at 5-5, for example, if you think he's, they're going to hit him on the counter. Fernandez 6-5, Eriksen 5-5, some good options there. Cancelo's only 7-5. Is your gut saying back a United player? Because I struggle to back United in anything, anytime, anywhere. My gut saying Sancho at 5-5 five five is cheap. Oh, go on then. But, you know. It What's is... Cancelo? Cancelo's 7-5. So he just needs an assist and a clean sheet. But I think, you know, I think United score. You can pick. Well, you uh, let's, let's, go, let's go for Cancelo at 7-5. Oh, guys in the chat, give us a name. We'll carry on and we can always go back and change it. Give us one name, Cancelo okay. or Sancho. Cancelo or Sancho. I'll put Cancelo in for now. Um, I'd probably go for... For Sancho, but you know it's a democracy. Uh, and then finally, it's Leeds versus Villa. All the strikers at six five. Uh, Sinistera at seven five. It's got to be Sinistera. And Aronson, <laughs> it's got to be, isn't it? I mean, all, all you're banking on a or a Villa sort of clean sheet. But again, the defenders are hard because they're all six five. So they need something more than a clean sheet in that. It's got to be Sinistera, isn't it? I mean, you've got yeah. Because I might actually buy him as well. Yeah, I mean, looking at everyone else, it's 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 sinister for me at seven five. Maybe you go for Harrison if you're not quite sure in his minutes. Um, or, or you go for a Watkins at six five, but you need a couple of returns. I think I think you go for Sinistera. Clean sheet, goal. That's eight points. Dumb. Yeah. Cancelo and Sancho are currently. I think Cancelo's one better. Okay. From the chat. Okay. Well, drop us a comment as well. I can always change it. This is our team for now. Mitrovic, Coleman, Paqueta, Cancelo, Sinistera. Get your Fantasy Five predictions in. Links in the description below. Uh, if you want to drop us a comment as well on Cancelo versus Sancho. If that's the difference between us winning 10 grand and not, then I'll be <laughs> absolutely devastated oh, uh, by that. It probably will be. Uh, Johnny, awesome. So good to be back. Quite a long one, uh, this one, but we had lots to talk about. Good luck no, to talk about. in game week nine. Glad you're feeling better. Uh, yeah, and I will see you again next week. Thank you, mate. And thank you guys for watching. Before you leave us, hit the like button. But yeah, I'll be back next week, hopefully with a green arrow. Hopefully with a green arrow and a plan for Salah if I need it. Well, do you see the title of this stream? Six out of seven weeks, yeah. you've had a green arrow. I will take that. Solid. A few of them have been really small ones. Yep. But green's a green, right? Green's a green. You've got to take green's it. Green's a green. Yep, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> nice one. See you later, Ron. See you, guys. <laughs>